Hello and welcome to today's devotion. We're in uh, the first week of a devotional series on the Lord's Prayer. Uh, Israel started us on Monday and Lloyd continued yesterday, uh, Tuesday, and I have the privilege of sharing today on the Lord's Prayer. And I'd like us to have a look at uh, the two Uh, Well, this week and next week, uh, when I have the opportunity to share again, I'd like us to have a look at the two gospel accounts of the Lord's Prayer. One is found in Matthew 6 and the other uh, in Luke 11. And so next week we'll unpack Luke and today I'd I'd like to unpack Matthew. And I'd like to look at the context in which uh, Jesus gave us these prayers or gave his disciples this manner of praying. So we know uh, in Matthew 6 verse 9 to 13 It says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread um, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So that's the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6 from verse 9. But the preceding verses in, in Matthew 6 are quite interesting. This all happens in Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount from Matthew chapter 5. And we find the Beatitudes there, blessed are you, etc., etc. But the, the verses immediately preceding the Lord's Prayer, that this then is how you should pray, give us an idea of how we ought to ask and, and asking appropriately. That's what I'd like to, to speak about uh, today. You see, there's an interesting story uh, in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 4. It's a story of how Israel uh, approached God or almost used God's presence. So Israel went out into battle against the Philistines and they got beaten up a bit. And they, ha- they hadn't been well led in that battle and they hadn't inquired of God. And so they went back and they thought, oh, oh, hang on, we've got God's presence. We'll just march the Ark of the Covenant, which ought to have stayed in the tabernacle. Um, we'll march it out and then we'll be victorious. Almost like we, they wanted to use God as some magic pony or they wanted to be quite arrogant or prideful about it and I'll go show off God's presence. And so they take it out to the Philistines and then they get beaten up in the battle and the Ark of the Covenant gets captured by the Philistines. So there's this sense that the Israelites are quite arrogant um, and wanting to use God's presence for their own gain. Contrast this a little bit later in the book of 1 Samuel, in chapter 23, verse 4, we read about David. And it says, once again, David inquired of the Lord before going into battle with the Philistines. And the Lord said, go. So there's the sense that um, David had this existing relationship with, God, with the Lord. Once again, David inquired. And David did inquire before he acted. And then the Lord went with him. Whereas the Israelites previously in 1 Samuel chapter 4, they kind of just wanted to show it off. And I'll use this form, you know, I'll, I'll do what I want to do and God, you better get in on, on it. And God was like, no, 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 I'm not some vending machine that you can just use when you need me. And so God del- uh, actually had delivered the Israelites into the hands of the Philistines. But interestingly, even in that, um, when, the Phil- when the Israelites had been 
been defeated, God still destroyed the Philistines by himself, just by his presence. And the Philistines eventually were like, Israel, Israel, please take your ark back. Please take your God back. And here's some gifts to go with it. But this shows us that how we approach God matters and asking appropriately is important. It shows us that prayer is a relationship to be pursued, not a button to be pushed. David humbled himself and sought the Lord's will. He surrendered his will to the Lord's, whereas Israel arrogantly wanted God to get in on their will, almost trying to strong arm God in accordance with what they wanted to do. But God opposes the proud and exalts the humble. We see even later on in David's life, humble David forgets to inquire of the Lord and acts brashly on his own accord, and that leads to his downfall. The same thing with Moses, who was humble and inquired of the Lord, eventually acted in his own strength and without inquiring of the Lord, led to his downfall. Joshua did the same thing. And there's this idea that Jesus introduces before giving us the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6 about how we are to approach God in a relationship or in pursuing a relationship rather than just trying to press a button to get what we want when we want it. He says, when you pray, this is Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues, synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly I tell, tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. In the verses just before this, he also says, he speaks about not practicing your righteousness in front of others and giving so that others will see you and with the trumpet call, but don't even let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. It's the sense of, am I exalting myself and my pride and trying to strong arm God to get in, what, uh, get in on what I'm doing? Or am I humbly seeking a relationship with God and seeking to humbly surrender my will to His will? And it's this pursuing of a relationship with God. See, God desires a relationship um, built on intimacy, not on these public displays of affection. I'm learning with my wife, our relationship is built on close intimacy. We close the door, just the two of us will develop our relationship. Then public displays of affection can come as a result of that. We can't rely on public displays of affection every now and again to hopefully build a healthy relationship. So a few things to take away, a few questions, I guess, to ask as we approach God um, in our prayer. Firstly, whose glory are we seeking? Are we wanting to take the glory and parade our pride like the Israelites? Or are we wanting to seek God's glory? Whose will are we seeking? Are we wanting God? Are we wanting to strong arm God to get in on our will? Or are we wanting to humbly surrender our will to God's will? And who's fighting the war? Whose war is it? God showed with David and the Israelites that he is the one who fights our battles and he is the one who declares us victorious and he is the one who delivers us. Are we um, seeking to fight our own battles or humbly surrendering so that the Lord would fight our battles? So today, uh, as we consider the Lord's Prayer, I want to encourage us that prayer is a relationship to be pursued, not just a button to be pushed. So ask appropriately, develop a relationship of intimacy. God desires a relationship of intimacy with us. Close the door, develop intimacy, surrender our will to find his, 
and seek to exalt God, for in due time he will exalt us as we humble ourselves before him. I pray that this encourages you today uh, regarding the Lord's Prayer. Shall we close in prayer and I will send you on your day. So Father, we thank you that you invite us into a relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you that we may approach you freely and boldly, but also humbly to seek and inquire of you, to seek your will, not our own will, to seek your glory, not our own glory. And we thank you that you are the one who declares us victorious and fights our battles for us. So would you teach us, we pray, to develop and pursue this relationship with you that you have initiated with us, knowing that when we take delight in your ways, you will grant us the desires of our hearts. And so we thank you for this in Jesus' wonderful, perfect and precious name. Amen.